everyone and welcome back to the podcast. This is the second episode of my Wordsworth as a Romantic Poet podcast. And I hope you've listened to the first one because now we're moving on to the second element and the second segment, sorry, element, um, which is Wordsworth himself. So in this segment, I'm going to talk about William Wordsworth and William Wordsworth as a Romantic Poet. So Let's take it back to the beginning, not the beginning of Wordsworth's life, but to our childhood and to when we were younger and when we were learning poetry in school. Um, I'm pretty sure most of us, if not all, have studied William Wordsworth as children in school as part of our syllabus. But little did we know back then the importance uh, and how important a role he played in not just the world of poetry, but specifically in something known as the Romantic Era. So when we were younger, we studied poems like Daffodils and we thought, oh, this guy, this poet is writing about daffodils and wandering around in like a daffodil and talking about flowers and talking about plants. But little did we know how much Wordsworth truly appreciated nature and what he was trying to tell us and the messages he was trying to portray. Little did we know that the Romantic period um glorified nature so much and appreciated nature so much and it was a whole movement against scientific reasoning and scientific thought and scientific theories so coming back to present day now that we are much older and studying literature we get to learn about uh these new poets and these poets and we get to learn new things about them and new characteristics so let's talk about william wordsworth okay William Wordsworth was and is one of the greatest and most long-lived romantic poets. He made himself the leader of the romantic movement, firstly because um, in his preface to lyrical ballads, um, he called that the manifesto of the movement. So he, along with um, his buddy Samuel Taylor Coleridge, uh, published something called as Lyrical Ballads, which was a collection of poems. And once he published published that, he put out a preface uh, to sort of explain the Lyrical Ballads. And that is what he called the manifesto of the movement. So in that manifesto, in that preface, he demanded a change both in the subject and the form of poetry that was truly revolutionary. And secondly, because the theme of his great poem, The Prelude, is Um, an hypothesis of the self which lies in the root of romanticism so the basic traits of romanticism such as love for nature belief in humanity mysticism revolutionary spirit they they were developed in his poetry like i mentioned in the previous um segment those were the features of romanticism and we need to we need to know what those features were because those features are so prevalent in wordsworth's poetry and his work so when he was a young man, he had high hopes for humanity, and he was um, he was he was brought up near this lake, and that was he was brought up surrounded by nature, and therefore that um, sort of instilled in him that love for nature. Um, so he was he was greatly he was very supportive of like this whole new dawn um, and a new like era for humanity. So when uh, the French Revolution was going on. Of course, that was a very difficult time for everyone. It was a very difficult time for art and expression and 
lots of changes society itself was changing and they called he he was like this is atrocious this is this is difficult we need to bring about a change and so he's basically his whole entire childhood and i wouldn't say childhood but definitely his early life was dedicated to poetry and from his childhood he had stored in his mind the experience of nature which he calls in his verses his best known works are the prelude the lyrical ballad tintin abbey and a whole bunch of sonnets so the work which made him popular was lyrical ballads like i mentioned before which he wrote in collaboration with his friend samuel taylor coleridge and in lyrical ballads he attempted to make verse out of the incidents of simple rustic life nothing extravagant nothing nothing over the top he took incidents and situations from common life and he threw them over the coloring of imagination which made it seem like ordinary things had extraordinary features and characteristics and in that he used language that was so when it comes to the language in his poems he used language that was just a selection from ordinary speech so the poems from in lyrical ballads showed originality both in the subject matter and in the language he um william wordsworth said that poetry is just man writing for man it is not man writing for the divinity or man writing for some sort of supernatural element it is just one man um uh, connecting with another man and communicating with another man so there is no re- reason for it to have over the top um language and themes that are so hard to comprehend and for themes that are so difficult to understand he he meant that what he was writing and what he was expressing had to be understood by the readers and they had to um they had to feel what he was saying and he, they had to um sort of relate to it and it couldn't you can't you can't expect that from someone who isn't as well read and who doesn't know all the words in the english language and in dictionary you've got to use simple and original language now the prelude to lyrical ballads was an autobiographical poem and um it emphasized particularly his surrender of the charm of logic to the claims of the emotion which became a cardinal principle of all the later romantic poets remember this surrender of the charm of logic logic and science to the claims of emotion so in his prelude and in his poetry he put emotion and feelings over logic and science because he decided that that is what drives humanity that is what drives the sorry that is what drives humanity and that is what drive the wo- drives the world is your morals is your emotions is your feelings is not your logic is not the science that you know of course yes some amount of logic must go into the decisions that you make but he said your logic is driven by your emotions and your morals he also wrote some of the finest sonnets in which he wanted to awaken england from lethargy to condemn napoleon and to record many of his own moods um and so since lyrical ballads is um one of his most famous works uh we are going to look at two of his poems which is going to be in the next two segments one of them is tables turned and the other one is lines written in early spring i chose these two poems because they are most representative of what wordsworth was as a poet and how he had and the love he had for nature and the environment and the people around him 
okay so thank you for listening to this one please tune into the next two episodes to know more about wordsworth and his poetry thank you very much i will see you soon